Another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. You can follow The Lines on Twitter at TheLinesUS. And as always, remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring that bell to get notifications whenever The Lines releases a new sports betting video on any market, including the Preakness Stakes. And with that in mind, it's time to introduce a familiar face, Simon Bray, a grade one winning trainer and currently an analyst for FanDuel Racing. You can follow him on Twitter at FanDuel TV. Simon, how are you doing today, Simon? I'm doing great. Absolutely fantastic, Eli. And let's get into the Preakness Stakes, which begin on Saturday night. Obviously, races before the main event over in Baltimore, and you'll be on site, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. But Simon, just quick takeaways from the Kentucky Derby, and as we see now on the morning line, Osborne, Osborne, Mage, which won the Kentucky Derby, is the favorite at 8-5 to five on the morning line odds. Yeah, I mean, look, personally, as far as Mage goes, I, w- I was totally wrong. I, look, I like I like the Florida <laughs> Derby. I like Fulte going into the Kentucky Derby a little bit, despite, you know, what happened with him in the scratch. So by definition, if you think Forte's got a shot, you know, you probably should have, or at least I probably thought should have thought that Mage had a chance in the Derby. But I just thought it was a little too much too soon. But I think we're in a different era now, Eli, with the Kentucky Derby. Uh, less is more. We saw that with Justify. We've seen it with Mage. He didn't run it too. And he proved to be the best horse. And yeah, he's the only one coming back in the Preakness. That's the first time that's happened in the history of the Triple Crown. So um, he's a deserved favorite. Uh, you, you know, usually the Derby winner is one of the top two betting choices in the, in the second jewel of the Triple Crown. And that's the case on Saturday. And when we look at the field, it's a pretty small crop of horses as well. An eight-horse field for the 2023 Preakness. So in terms of handicapping the Preakness, how do you usually go about it in comparison to other races? Maybe a little bit of a difference there for you, as we discussed on our Kentucky Derby betting preview. Along with that, a smaller field of horses means what? in theory, for betting on this race? Yeah, I think it means maybe a little less pace. Um, You know, we talked about the pace. We saw how fast it was in the Derby. 20 horses lined up in the gate. They went extremely fast, the Opalin half mile. And that that helped Mage's closing kick, right? I mean, he came from way downtown like he did in his last two starts. That's going to be a different situation here on Saturday, I think, looking at the race and seeing the way the race shapes up. Um, You know, as far as new competition. I mean, he beat everyone he had to, and he did it fair and square in the Derby. And, you know, 36 Derby winners have gone on to win the Preakness. Um, The last two that did it actually went on to win the Triple Crown. And maybe Mage is sitting in that that situation come the first week in June. We'll see. But I I think he's got to overcome, you know, the, the pace of the race on Saturday. His first two starts, he shows speed. Maybe he can. Maybe he's a little more adaptable than what we think he's done his last two starts. So uh, they're going to be some fresh faces. National Treasure, Bob Baffert back on the Triple Crown scene and first mission for Brad Cox, who comes in off two very good uh, wins, although lightly raced, just like Mage was going into the Derby. When it comes to the track itself, are there any distinct features that pertain to handicapping? I don't think so. I mean, you know, people say the tighter turns, this and that. I, I, I think that's all nonsense. In fact, that's been proven to be total hogwash. So I don't, I don't see an issue here, especially with the shorter field. You know, the Derby's unique. We have to handicap it a little differently. Post position has a, 
you know, a big say in the race, 20 horses going into the field, probably out of the 20, you know, on any given day, maybe eight or nine are not true, truly belong in the race. But here you've got a competitive field, not a huge field. I, th- I just think you handicap this like you would any other uh, other race, you know, just take it from the form and, and, and the way the race shapes up from a speed standpoint. So let's take a look at Mage's odds. I know you broke down why maybe you should have considered him from the for the Kentucky Derby in yeah. hindsight. But eight to five odds, I know you said those are justified. Uh, is the price tag, though, maybe a little bit overvalued just in terms of the context of a short and small field in general on top of the fact that we're getting we're not getting a horse that competed in the Kentucky Derby? Right, exactly. I mean, look, look. put it this way. May should be favorite in the Preakness. Historically, that's always been the case. The Derby winner always goes into the Preakness as a favorite or, or a close second choice. There's no question about that. I mean, you know, at this point, he's the best three-year-old in the country, right? So he should be favored. He, he won the Kentucky Derby. There's every reason he should be favored. If, if eight, eight to five might seem a little short for the reasons I mentioned, just from his running style. He came from 10 lengths back in the Derby. He came from about 12 lengths back in the Florida Derby. With that being said, the first two starts of his career, he laid a little closer. So I think he can be a little a little tractable. The unique situation about the Preakness, obviously, is the quick turnaround coming back in two weeks. That's why we're missing a lot of horses out of the Derby. There's no reason to do it. And it, like I said, it's the first time in the history of the Triple Crown that other also rans haven't come back in here. I don't think there's just much that much upside. We saw some scratches derby week. Some horses didn't get in. So, um, you know, it's it's a little different. But Gustavo Delgado, not many people might know, you know, in his native country in, in, in South America, he's won two triple crowns with the same type of scheduling, two weeks and three weeks. So he's a trainer who knows how to bring a horse back in two weeks. But from a price standpoint, he should be favored. I wouldn't be willing to take a too short a price on him. Um, I think, you know, nine to five, eight to five, probably right where he belongs. Any shorter than that, I think, you know, you trade carefully. And if you look at triple crown odds, depending on the shop, Mage is around plus 675 to win the triple crown, obviously has to win the Preakness Stakes and the Belmont coming up here in a few weeks. But if we look at the rest of the morning line, odds, Simon, first mission, the second shortest odds with Jackie Luis Saez at five to two and... Above that, National Treasure, 4-1. to one. So as we kind of gauge the rest of the odds board for the Preakness Stakes, which horses stand out to you? Okay, I, I think you can look at, you know, a couple of horses in here. I think National Treasure absolutely comes into the conversation right from the get-go. A couple of reasons. It's the return of Bob Baffert to the Triple Crown scene. It's a horse who's got, he's going to have tremendous speed. They're putting the blinkers on. That tells you the intent to go to the lead. And lo and behold, he's got the one hole. He's got the inside post. I mean, that's a great situation for a horse that wants to get the lead and maybe can be quicker than Mage and get the jump on him in the early stages. I mean, it's clear as day what they're going to do with National Treasure. And he could lead them the mile on the 16th trip. I've seen it. Baffert did it in the Derby with Authentic with the same rider, John Velasquez. And John's a very good front run, front running rider. So I could see National Treasure being a major, major factor in here, at least in the early stages. And then my X factor for this race is a horse that's kind of coming under the radar for a, you know, a very good trainer in Shook McGee, Perform. He won the Federico Tessio. That's kind of the local prep um, for, the, for the Preakness. It's run the same day as the Lexington Stakes, which is the last prep for the Derby that first mission won. But Perform kind of snuck under the radar, winning the, the Federico Tessio. 
he needs to pace to close into. But typical Shug fashion, he's got the Shug running style. He comes from off of it. And he's getting better as the races get longer. You know, he's undefeated in his last two starts. And both those were around the two turns of a mile and a 40, a mile and an eighth. He's going a mile and three sixteenths, a little more ground. It's going to help him, not hurt him. He's going to be a decent price. A must-use horse in the exotic wages perform, I think, with Shug McGay. And uh, you mentioned Bob Baffert within that context. The first race for him in terms of the Triple Crown legs for the first time since 2021, so a couple of years back. And you mentioned exotics there. So as we look at some of the other long shots, potentially, are there any other horses that you would consider for that betting market? Yeah, I mean, perform first mission. I don't think he's going to be too much of a long shot. He's going to get a lot of play, right? Because he's the fresh face. Everyone wants to gravitate to the fresh face that's lightly exposed that could cause an upset with Mage. So I, first mission's going to come into the conversation. But, I, you know, he, he's going to be, I think, too short of a price. I mean, Blazing Sevens is interesting for Chad Brown. The fact Chad shows up here, he's run behind Forte a couple of times. Once in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, he was trounced in the Fountain of Youth. But he came back with, a, with an okay effort in the Bluegrass. I mean, he, he could be interesting just the fact that, that Chad brings him up here. And then Red Route 1 for Steve Asmussen, another one going to be compromised by you know a lack of early speed but if you know national treasure goes to the front if coffee with chris who's the ultimate long shot here he's got one way to go they they, they set the table for these closes then red route one absolutely will be a horse to maybe use in a trifecta great betting insight there from the one and only simon bray and simon as we wrap this podcast up here on the Lions YouTube channel and the Lions Podcast Network. Remember to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. What can horse racing fans and betters, for that matter, expect from FanDuel TV and FanDuel Racing? And just a reminder, we have a promo up on thelines.com if you want to partake in betting on the Preakness with FanDuel Racing. But for you and your team's coverage, what can betters and horse racing fans look forward to Come Saturday. Well, in a nutshell, everything. I don't think you've got enough time to, to cover all what we're going to do. I mean, it's going to be soup to nuts, top to bottom, full coverage on our TV network and the FanDuel Sportsbook app. We've got a lot of content on social media, um, a lot, and in the FanDuel TV Plus app as well. So we're going to have uh, on-site coverage Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Obviously, you know, we, we can't do anything during the NBC window, um, but that, that, that's that been the case for, you know, since since they've had had the coverage of the Triple Crown. So we're down for a couple of hours. But you know, outside of that NBC window, we have wall-to-wall coverage. And you, you can get it on all our channels and platforms, social media, FanDuel Sportsbook, um, the FanDuel uh, TV Plus app, and on our, our FanDuel TV channel as well. So looking forward to it, full team coverage. You won't want to miss it. Be sure to follow FanDuel TV, Simon, for the latest on their coverage of the Preakness Stakes Grade 1 winning trainer and of course on air with FanDuel TV racing breaking down the Preakness stakes and we'll be sure to have him back on hopefully if his time allows for it for the Belmont I really appreciate the time Simon and we'll talk to you hopefully very soon yeah hopefully for the Belmont I mean from a from a fan standpoint real quick uh, I mean I'd like to be sitting here in about uh, three and a half weeks time talking about Mage going for a triple crown but uh, we'll see how it plays out Saturday yeah, and those odds are certainly intriguing at around yeah. plus 675. But appreciate the time, Simon, and uh, 
Thanks for watching and listening to the latest Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. Remember to head over to our Discord channel to get all of our staff bets on the Preakness, and we'll have much more coverage of our written content over at TheLines.com as well. Thanks for watching and listening. So long, everybody.